This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, shit is still on fire, but we pour libations for the things giving us black joy. Then pandering white folks, black folks, and conditional solidarity that excludes black trans folks. And Terry Crews keeps throwing black people under the bus. Yo, shut up. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Yo. Hey, girl. Hey. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. Gooder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> better. That's good. Better. That's good. How you doing? Uh, I, too, am better, yo. This week sucked. Sucked yo. hot feces. It was terrible. I really did not like the last week. That nah. Week. I wasn't Trash. into it. I Trash. I wasn't into it. But, um, but we survived it. Yeah, we did. And we're here. Yes. And um, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And this, and this is, is Tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. And your owl was brief. Look, I've had a week, okay? <laughs> take, take what you don't you have give. it for the owl. You don't have I, it for the owl. Mm, All right, yeah. I'll take what you gave. We appreciate what you had to offer. We appreciate yeah. it. Yes. We appreciate it. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast. Podcast. You can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. We like when you use it on all the social means you can also use the hashtag pod in, and that is a now listening hashtag that allows other people to know that you are listening to tea with queen and jay we are on instagram and twitter at tea with qj since we said use that hashtag on the social means and we are also on facebook and tumblr you can just search for us there and hit that follow button you can send us T-mail at twithqueenandj at gmail.com. And you can just send us questions, comments. You can send Jay all the mundane shit. I don't got time. And um, <laughs> I'm cool with the serious shit. Actually, no. Just, just send it to both. Inbox. We're going to yeah. all read We're, We're both going to read it. We're both going to read it. decide which ones. Uh, Jay enjoys the mundane who. more so than me, though. So that's why I'm saying that. But yeah. Every week we pour libations for people, places, and things that are giving us black ass, black joy. What are you pouring libations for this week? I am pouring libations for two people who made my last week that was trash be not so trash or they helped to maintain my mental health last week. So first I want to give libations to my nephew Ezra. He's five, so he does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But around the time where all the shutdowns happened for the Rona, my sister showed him how he can call people on his iPad. So he does that very often, calls me a lot, and it's always really entertaining to just hear his five-year-old's perspective of the world. This week, because he knows that I've been in the house for the most part, he put his iPad in a tree in the backyard because <laughs> he knows that I don't. you don't go outside like that. You want to be outside. So mm-hmm. those are his exact words. So I appreciate him for that. Just those interactions have been really, really helpful. Last week was just like really, when he would call, I would answer like, yes, hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
That's cute. So that was really um, cool. So libations to Ezra. And then I also want to pour libations to my homegirl, Tara. I guess through conversation, she just saw I was out of it. So she was mm-hmm. like, um, Saturday morning, you're going to take the walk. She usually, she goes on a walk every week. Mm. But she's like, you're going to take the walk with me or whatever. Um, I didn't expect it to be that long. It was like eight miles when she looked at her watch and it did the thing. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to be out and about, out for me, not out for necessities so or not out for mm-hmm. groceries, not out for any other like life stuff, right. just out to be out. So that was nice. It was nice to see nature. I am a person who does like to be around trees and grass and shit like that. So that was nice. I probably will do it again next weekend. But after mm-hmm. it, I felt, that was Saturday. Saturday, I felt amazing. Yes. And then Sunday happened, and then I felt the same again. But okay, but Saturday though, yeah, I was yes. Saturday. I felt amazing. I came mm-hmm. home, took a shower. My legs were sore because I haven't been mobile like that. Even though I've been exercising on and off, nothing too crazy. But I have been doing things to have movement. Right. Walking for that long in New York City on that concrete, even like because some of our walk was not in the park yet. You know, just mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my body's like, bitch. But um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But yeah, so those are my libations. That's what's up. Yeah, what are your libations? Mm. I have a few libations. My libations are for our friends over at Latinos Who Lunch podcast. Favi mm-hmm. Fav sent us copies of his ABCs, the ABCs of Latinidad coloring book. And it's fucking adorable, yo. It's it fucking is really adorable. Cute. Being in a miserable fucking mood due to the fucking Quarantino and the national uprising, police brutality, and all the things to be miserable about, it was nice to open the coloring book and the letter A be um, <laughs> about it, be anti-blackness. I was like, yes. 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 Honesty. <laughs> Truth. Um, so that gave me a good, that gave me a really good chuckle. So I really appreciated that. So thank you so much. And be sure to check out Latinos Who Lunch podcast. I assume they're selling this coloring book. I assume, but they'll tell you on the podcast. So listen to yeah. Latinos Who Lunch mm-hmm. and the book. The coloring book is based on episode 99 of Latinos Who Lunch. Again, that is the ABCs of Latinidad coloring book. I remember that book. episode. I remember that episode. Too. Yeah, it was really cute. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. So check out the coloring book. Also... Instagram and black people <laughs> and black people laughing and black people reposting black people laughing. I Somebody sent that. me a thread of black people on Instagram laughing. I sent them one that I had seen. It was just like, we need that, especially when I know a lot of us are no longer social distancing, but for many of us who are still social distancing or have done that for a really long time, like that experience of being in the room with your people laughing, sharing right. a laugh and like yeah. feeding off of each other's mm-hmm. laugh. It's like, it's really, there's something special. There's something cathartic. There's something spiritual about it. It is. So that's been bringing me joy. And then I want to pour libations for all the graphic designers, yo, getting that work, working overtime to get their company's Black Lives Matter statements on the gram, yo. That is a full-time job. That is. The Black Lives Matter statements, the now more than ever statements, the we're sorry statements, (laughs) you know, the graphic design. I'm surprised Canva hasn't just crashed, like just said, (laughs) you know what, we can't do this anymore. We cannot take the load. No No more. No more. But no yeah, libations more. to all the graphic designers working hard on that yo, shit. Yo, we Canva made a whole set of Black properly. Lives Matter stuff now. Really? That you could just use. Yes. 
I know Stop. It was yesterday. Yep. Get out of here. Okay, yeah. I haven't been there in a few days. Well, it's yesterday. All right, Camper. I mean, <laughs> I wonder what what is their statement. Canva <laughs> <laughs> Canva themselves. Word. What does their graphic design statement mean? Does it just fly out the out the computer screen? It's just like. <laughs> What does that look like? Oh, so yeah, so libations to the graphic designers. We know you have a lot on your plate. Yeah, uh, y'all now are more than ever. Y'all are solving racism and keeping the world together. <laughs> <laughs> One design at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So now is the time in the podcast where we would normally talk about ways that you can donate to and support the podcast, but we're going to defer this time and suggest that you donate to any bailout funds in your area, any petitions, be sure to sign those and check those out. We talked about a bunch of action items and places where you could donate last week. So we'll leave the link to that information in the show notes of this week's episode as well. So you can be sure to check that out. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and J podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and J, email us at teawithqueenandj at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization, about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, womanism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast. Or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team, send us your team mail at teawithqueenandj at gmail.com. Ma. Oh, thank you. Maybe I figured you wanted some more. Put a bow on that. I did. (laughs) So we have a bunch of donation libations to give this week. First of all, Thank you all for supporting the podcast, for sharing the podcast. I know that there is a lot of sharing of black people doing shit right now because of this whole graphic design. Yeah, this whole like de facto truth and reconciliation that we're doing as a country. And so I know that there are people being recognized, that black folks being recognized who uh, aren't normally recognized. And so we appreciate that. Um, And I know that for a lot of people, it's uncomfortable and it's pandering. What I will say is that what we do on this podcast whether during a national uprising or on a regular, regular, everyday day when, you know, just regular mm-hmm. police brutality yeah. and murder is happening. Yeah. Um, this is what we do all the time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, our content hasn't changed. We are constantly educating one another, educating our listeners, working to dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism amongst ourselves, amongst our community. We center... Black women, we center non-binary folks, we center black femmes, we center anyone affected by misogynoir. That's who we center. That's who we care about. That is through the lens of which we dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. And so we do that all the time. So I guess what I what I'm saying I appreciate is many people who have shared who shared our podcast have shared our podcast before. And we appreciate, I don't know, I just feel good that this is like what we've been doing and hopefully um more people can benefit from that now yeah agree 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 also we appreciate you all acknowledging that we need to be supported in our labor financially so fuck thanks for that word Word, do you want to do patreons and i'll do paypal sure let's do it so we got some new patrons and jay gina Alyssa, Drew, and Carla all up their pledge. And Gloria. 
Uh, oh, and Gloria. Can't forget Gloria up there, Pledge. Thank you so much. Y'all the bomb. Y'all the bomb. Um, and then we also got lots of other new patrons. A Fields, Deborah, Jennifer, Casper, Claudia, Michael, Kenneth, Nicole, Rashawn, Amina, Gretchen, Neo, Lizzo, Amanda, Crystal, Erica, Abelaide, Trish, Sherry, Catherine. I just said your name like that to pretend that I said a million names, but I didn't. And Charlene. <laughs> Thank all of you for becoming patrons. Thank everyone who upped their pledge. Y'all fucking came the fuck through. Yeah. yeah. Y'all came through. Definitely. Shit and is lit. Shit is lit. We need that shit. So Word. thank you. Yeah. We also had a bunch of people hit us on the PayPal. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Francesca, Melissa, Zena, the homie Casey. Thank you so much, Casey. Thanks, Casey. I would like to add that a part of Casey's reparation plan is me having his cable passcodes. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they have been keeping me alive uh, throughout Quarantino. So thank you, Casey. Thank you for continuing to sponsor me as your partner in streaming. <laughs> y'all it's so amazing to have someone's cable yeah plan. man i appreciate it yo white people if you don't have at least one black person on your cable plan like what are you doing yeah. what are you even doing you know yeah. mm-hmm. anyway thank you alejandra thank you mary celeste natalia elizabeth sean thank you all so much we really really appreciate you um sean actually says $5 for the clip of Shikana and $5 for the clip of LL Cool J. This podcast is priceless and healing. Thank you so much, Sean. Queer Global says, because your Juneteenth ex is a dumbass. That is to Queen. Queen, do you want to explain that? About, oh, I have an ex who said he learned about Juneteenth from Usher. And I'm like, how could you when I've been doing a Juneteenth party for about six fucking years and you were with me? <laughs> You were in a relationship with me, and I invited you to a few. What the fuck? That's funny. I appreciate Queer Global for uh, donating to us for your trauma, yo. That like, re- that recognition and acknowledgement of that and support. I already have issues with neglect. Keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. Don't tell me that no, you that were. Was a lot. What the fuck? That's yeah. a lie. Thank you. Thank you to John. John says, love y'all OD. Thanks for the accessible political education on movement in last week's podcast. Going to send that shit to everyone. They about to learn from black women. And also shouting out the resource. I appreciate y'all so much. Thank you. Oh, that was the um, querying the curve resource. Yes, yes, Uh yes. Thank you, John. Thank you. Justine says, thank you for all that you both do. Black Lives Matter sending you love and support from Wales, UK. Juz or Justine. Thank you so much. If Justine is white and from Wales, you O-O. O-O-O. O-G-O-O. Justine might be a whole black person. I know that. That's um, why I said it. Right. But if you're not, yeah. O-O. And we'll see you back here next week. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding, kind of, unless you're going to do it. Nick, <laughs> this, this message is so fucking sweet. And I don't usually say people's government's names, but I'm going to say some of the government in this one because it's just so fucking sweet. Nick says, this donation is on behalf of Erica Obando in Oakland, California, whose birthday is coming up on June 11th. Oh, Happy my mom's birthday. birthday is June 10th. Happy birthday, Erica. Gemini season, ew. Ew. She is an incredible black woman who has dedicated her life to working in education and being a mother of two children. She loves your show and the most beautiful noise I have ever heard is the laughter that comes when 
she listens. Thank you. Aww. If that is not the most adorable thing you've that ever heard is, in your life. That yo. is so fucking adorable. So fucking sweet and fucking tender. And I need tenderness in my life, yo. Nick, I appreciate this letter. Erica, I appreciate you for listening. Happy birthday. And I appreciate all of your beautiful Instagram posts of your beautiful children and your beautiful, well-designed, clean home. <laughs> <laughs> right? How do you manage that with right? children? I be looking at be like, yo, ain't no, ain't no dust in that house. One. <laughs> Not one speck. Not one drop. <sighs> nah, her kids are not cute, yo. So thank you so much, Nick. Um, and happy birthday, Erica. We love and appreciate you both. Thank you so much. Nico says, in solidarity, Nico. Thank you so much, Nico. Ruby says, thank you for bringing joy, laughter, awareness, love, and truth to your listeners and communities. I honor you both for the amazing and very thoughtful work you put out. Your voices are much appreciated and needed during these trying times. Thank you again. Thanks, Ruby. Janice says, I appreciate the emotional, physical, and mental energies it takes for you two to put your incredible show together, especially during pandemic and especially through the continued horrific deaths and continued daily abuses of Black people. Your discussions keep me thoroughly in check, Janice. Thank you so much, Janice. We appreciate you. Thank you. The homie Drew says, thank you for the work you've done and the work you'll continue to do, Drew. Drew also upped his patreon pledge drew thank you so much for your donations they Mm -hmm. like put us over and put us through so we appreciate that not over but i'm saying like you know like yours was like really helped so thank you so much drew is also on his instagram he's been doing he's a white person who has been doing education on um racism and shit and there's like dialogue and shit happening in the comments i would suggest White folks looking to learn about the nuances of, of certain things that we do not do explanatory commas for here, I would say. I would say to use Drew as a resource. His Instagram is at Drew Crake, and that is D-R-E-W-K-R-A-K-E. So thank you so much, Drew. We appreciate you. Barbara says, pay black women, stay safe. You will get more once I am called back to work. Thank you so much, Barbara. We appreciate you. And thank you for contributing to us. Even while you are outside of work, we appreciate that. Mark Anthony. Are you Mark Anthony from Jesus and Mero? Like Mark Anthony from Author Avenue? Anyway, Mark (laughs) Anthony says. You mean like J-Lo's ex, Mark Anthony? That's no. the same person? That's what Rinky no. Lace is? Oh, I'm just a racist. Let's, let's continue. <laughs> Mark Anthony says, I'm so grateful for this podcast and the constant source of dope content. Thank you for making this world better. Thank you, Mark Anthony. David says, hashtag Black Lives Matter, hashtag pay black women, hashtag this isn't enough. You're damn right this isn't enough. As long enough. as you know. As long as you know. We do appreciate you nothing and your contribution. Nothing is ever enough. Nothing is ever enough and yeah. nothing is ever too little. So thank you so much. We appreciate you. The homie Adrian, this is the last one. The homie Adrian says, here's some money because your important work remains important. And here's a little skit for Queen. And then he goes on. This is our actual friend. But then he goes on for several paragraphs into a skit of ridiculous foolishness, foolishness that was entertaining but we He's will save it food <laughs> we don't probably an ableist save. term but um he's that oh that's it might be we know our yeah, older our older parents grandparents mm-hmm. said it but i bet you there's right. some ableist shit tied to that probably you're probably right you're probably mm-hmm. right events okay so we yes. mentioned juneteenth we are throwing a juneteenth virtual kickback on zoom 
Juneteenth, for the black people who don't know what that is, Juneteenth is the day that slaves in Texas first received word that they were free. Slavery was abolished and a lot of slaves around the country were not informed. Like this was this was not something yeah. unique to Texas. Slaves around the country didn't necessarily get word right away. So in, in addition to all of the free labor that our ancestors provided during actual slavery, we continued to provide free labor yep. after slavery was abolished. Much in the same way, free labor continues today in the prison industrial complex. Yes. So they got word about two to three years after slavery was abolished. And Juneteenth celebrates that ending of slavery, that awareness of oh, yeah. liberation and freedom from slavery. It is the only holiday in the U.S. that celebrates the ending of slavery it is our independence day and we have made it a point at tea with queen and j podcast to celebrate that shit every, every year so year. this is our this is our fifth one yeah, right? i think so yeah yeah so this is our fifth one this is our first time doing it virtually we're going to be doing it on zoom that's june mm -hmm. 19th from 9 p.m to 11 p.m come through be there. Be square. We will probably do some show and tell shit. So if you have something that you want to show and tell folks, if you are black, if you are a black girl of any kind, if you are black trans, if you are a black cis woman, if you are non-binary but consider black girl as something you identify with, if you are black non-binary AFAB, shoot us an email. Let us know what you want to bring to show and tell. Yes. It can be anything that you think is fun or cool that you want to share with people. It could be something you do. It could be something you bought. It could be something you found. It could be something you grew. It could be something you made. Whatever it is, let us know what's good, and we will try to incorporate it into our Juneteenth virtual yes. kickback. So I have been feeling like a lot of us have been feeling, so perhaps fucking tired and overwhelmed. So I, ha I didn't create an Eventbrite, but if you are signed up for our email updates at twithqueenandj.com, you will get the Zoom link to our Juneteenth virtual kickback. If you are on Patreon, you will get the link. We will be putting it in our Instagram bio before the party, so you can find it there. Probably everywhere else that we're at. I'll probably put it in the link to this fucking episode or whatever. You will be able to get to the party. You will be able to access the shits if you know and are familiar with Tea with Queen and Jay. All are welcome. This event centers Black American folks. All are welcome to come to the party, but please yeah. be aware that we are centering Black American folks at this celebration. Yes. Okay, doke? I just had a flashback, but we can continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, this woman insisting reggae at our last one, and I was like, yeah and we love a good no no i love the person i will wind up on mm -hmm. i like reggae but yeah it was just and like, i think we've played i think we've played we reggae at juneteenth yeah we do, we do. but, but also like her, be mindful that yeah, it's a her, black american celebration yes. centered celebration so yeah. that's what it is but anyway that info is all over if you have any questions about juneteenth that you cannot google hit us up that's that on that right yeah that's that on we're fucking that. excited our yeah. friends are coming through it's gonna be a good time i'm looking forward to it Bring a drink. Get your outfit ready if you want to wear an outfit or wear your pajamas, whatever the fuck you want to do. Get fly from the waist up. Who knows? Who knows? Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do, yo. Do what you want to do. So come through. If you don't want to be on video the whole party, you do not have to be on video the you whole do party. Not. So that's not. You do not. You can just listen. Well, you thing. still see us. You don't. We don't have to see you. It's okay. Yes. Whatever you want to do. So anyway, come through. Juneteenth virtual kickback. June 19th from 9 to 11 p.m. All right. Yes. 
So let's get into the show. Let's do that. Yeah. So, Jay, what kind of tea are you drinking today? What kind of elixir did you make over there? Because you be making elixirs. I do. I actually am having my, I'm on my same bullshit with my jasmine green tea bag, but I also have a Teas by G tea bag See? in there. Elixirs. Yep. Elixirs. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I have a rejuvenating, what is this? Rejuvenating Earl Grey rejuvenating tea up in there with CBD. And okay. um, it's perfect, yo. Check out Teas by G, yo. Teas by G.com. So that's what I'm on. What are you drinking over there? Yeah, I'm just drinking a regular black tea. I didn't, I slept really good. I didn't think I would. Oh, I've, good. I've been sleeping with like, I either need melatonin or I need, I have an edible for me to like have a mm-hmm. sleep where I'm not waking up and all of that. I, w- I slept so good that when I woke up to record, I woke up an hour early, but I thought I was late because it was like, there's no way that I slept. you slept so good. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But I'm, I'm drinking black tea so um I can like stay up because I don't I don't trust it. I don't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust it. Oh shit. Yeah. What are your pronouns, Jeff? My pronouns are she and her. And aside from my pronouns being she and her, I'm also not a lady. Please do not refer to me as lady or a part of a group of ladies. Ladies. That, um, that doesn't exist when I am here. There, we're not yeah, we're not ladies. That doesn't so. exist here. It doesn't. What are your pronouns? It doesn't even go here. <laughs> She and her, what are you affirming for yourself, Jay? I am affirming a life full of abundance, health, wealth, and abundance of income, sustainable, rewarding, and financially beneficial self-employment. I affirm that the opportunities that I'm about to have and secure will be even more popping than the opportunities that presented themselves before Quarantino. Mm-hmm. I affirm that I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. My rent actually did get paid. Um, so I was able to pay Ew. last month's and this month's rent. So yes. thankful, very, very thankful for Shout that. I mean, it didn't get paid. I paid it, but I was able to <laughs> acquire Yeah, the, the funding money. came so that yes, to pay it. it. So, so that's a blessing. I affirm that I am productive. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I affirm an earlier sleep schedule, healthy platonic and romantic intimacy. I affirm a new a brand new MacBook Pro with all the shits. I affirm that me and my loved ones are healthy. I affirm a new studio and workspace where we can record and work and be comfortable at our convenience once quarantino is over. And I affirm liberation and power to all the people. So, so. Yes. What do you affirm for yourself this week? I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. I really have to affirm that because last week I felt like... I still feel like a bad bitch, but like a sad bad bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I affirm that I am enough. I affirm that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I also want to add that without exploiting other people. Yes. Because, yes. Nah, we don't do that shit over here. Nope. I also affirm that I am well-rested. My hair and fashions are popping. My body and mind are healthy. My skin is glowing. And that I will forever and always stunt on you motherfucking hoes. I affirm that I will find a healthy sex buddy that will add to my sexual pleasure. I affirm a safe and healthy reopening of New York City because they are starting that shit and I want it to be safe and healthy for everyone Mm -hmm. of the city. We've been hit really, really hard 
So I just want us to get into the world again in a safe way. And I also affirm that we, and when I say we, I mean me, I mean Jay, I mean you listening, I mean people who are listening who have families, even your dog, even your houseplant, right? Mm -hmm. I affirm that 2020 will still be fruitful and that 2020 will still be full of abundance or the abundance for you, whatever you need abundance in will be a bundled the fuck up in 2020. That is what I affirm. I like those affirmations, yo. Thank you for that, yo. No problem. Thank you. So I wanted to give a content warning before we continue. We are going to have a brief discussion about violent assault and transphobia. So just a content warning for that. I've been haunted by the video that was going around, and and I we won't be linking to that or sharing that in any way, but... We did want to speak the name of Iana Dior, who has survived that attack, but we did want to talk about it. Iana Dior is a black trans woman who was beaten, jumped by a group of men and women. A mob. That was more than a group. Yeah, a mob. I honestly, I get, I get uncomfortable using that language when it comes to talking about black people because I feel like whether... Whether the group is up to good or bad, we're often referred to as a mob, so it does make me uncomfortable, but I agree with you that it definitely applies in this situation, so I don't, I don't want to diminish that, but it did. I did initially not use it because that language, it does make me uncomfortable, but I agree with you. She was beaten by a motherfucking mob of motherfuckers outside of a convenience store, outside and inside of a convenience store. Mm-hmm. Prior to the attack, she was moving a friend's car and accidentally hit a few cars that were in the area. The owner of one of the cars demanded money from her on the spot for the damages. She let him know that she was going to the convenience store because she felt at that time she felt in danger. He had called her a few homophobic slurs already. And Mm. she says that she wanted to get to the convenience store so that there would be some evidence that there would be video footage of whatever happened and so that she could um, call the cops. So when she got to the convenience store, the owner or whoever was manning the convenience store declined to call law enforcement. And so when she got there, this mob had followed her there and they jumped her and beat her um, all up and through that shop. And the video is fucking horrific. There are all different kinds of people joining in. To beat on this woman over a car accident. And uh, I really do. I think a part of the motivation, I think what a lot of people believe and understand was the motivation for that was her transness, was her visible transness. And uh, it's just really disappointing to me that this would happen at any time under any circumstances. But I think what makes it what what adds like a different type of sting and a different type of flavor to it is that we as black people are participating in and going through this national uprising for like our freedom uh, as black yeah. people, mm-hmm. our equality, our humanity. And the times that I have been outside, like I'm a pretty friendly person to other black people for the most part. The time, I mean, I'm friendly in general, but anyway, the times that I have been outside. You might be a little too friendly, but, but that's another. Well, there's that. Another, there's that. Another thing. But as a friendly bitch, I have noticed 
Niggas are also being friendly. It's a different type of time. It's a different type of energy. I think there's a different sense of unity right now. I think that we we recognize that we're like all pretty fragile and going through a lot as a community. And I just find it really disappointing that this kind of attack would happen, period. But that also this is going on while we are in this like obvious unifying upheaval against the system. And I just don't believe that this same attack and the viciousness of it would have taken place if Iana was a cis woman Def- or a cis man. Have. Definitely wouldn't have. Mm-mm. And yeah, it's just fucking disturbing and disheartening. Just the level of humanity that trans folks are denied in this moment, especially when we are fighting for our humanity as a people, is just like, it's just disturbing. It is, but I think it's disturbing to you and I because of our our views and our politics and our ideals and how we feel about black people, period. For that person, they did not, you know, there's no humanity in trans people for a lot of, there's no humanity in other other black trans people for a lot of black people because you mm-hmm. it's just not there so like and there was no space anywhere for them to just be like you know what it's a lot going on for black people right now because they don't even they didn't even see ayana as a black person right at all right. like that was just a you know like none of these things that you mentioned that someone would even think about when it comes to the times that we are in now that's not being offered to a, a trans black person reg- mm-hmm. like regardless of blackness if you're a fucking bigot, you're going to treat someone not like a human. And that's just, not just, but that's a symptom of that. So, like, all of these, all of that, like, kind of, not, you weren't rationalizing, but all of that thought. That mutual understanding yes. of, like, hey, we're, we're both black people exactly. here. Let's not fight that does, That's one not going to exist. Right. Not or even, exist. Somebody, even somebody watching. Because, you know, we've both been in situations where some other black person regardless of their age will come up and be like nah we don't need to do this like it's okay yeah yeah don't worry about it some some outsider with a clear vision will be like hey it's cool we're all black we're not doing this today yeah you know what i'm saying and it's like because of that lack of humanity that so many of us view trans folks with there were so many people there and nobody took the time to say nah we're not doing this today we're not doing this right now yeah and that that really disturbed me and haunts me and it it, i was listening to marsha's plate this past week and I was listening to Mia talked about a lot of stuff. They all talked about a lot of stuff. You yeah. should all be listening to Marsha's Plate podcast. It's three black trans folks having everyday conversations and also talking about trans specific issues. But it's just a, an important podcast for all of us to be listening to. But yeah. Mia was having a conversation about um, she was outside in front of a mural for I don't know who the mural was for, but she had been outside protesting with her partner. They were there in front of a mural. They were kind of like bickering about like taking a picture something small and frivolous and light and simple this was after like they had already protested or whatever there was a family this the protest let out protest let out right so it's like <laughs> all right we're tired our feet are tired we're going home take a picture of me right quick yeah. or whatever this is a pretty mm-hmm. mural da, 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 da. right and we've all like bickered with our partner over nothing or whatever but there was a like black family there maybe a few moms a few kids or whatever kind of gathered around kind of you know resting or hanging out whatever yeah and mia heard them as you know they were just bickering amongst themselves about taking this picture or not or whatever 
heard one of the black women say, okay, let's, let's get out of here. This is too much or whatever. Right. And it just, that sounds like, and Mia said, you know, what am I taking up too much space right now? Kind of thing or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's that, that her existence in that moment as a woman just trying to take a picture and arguing with her boyfriend in front of a mural, that that could be seen by anyone as somebody taking up too much space or doing too much or whatever. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who grew up in a, I can't even say transphobic because they, they trans people were not even acknowledged as a thing when I was growing up or whatever, but yeah. homophobic, transphobic, yeah. queerphobic or whatever. As somebody who grew up and is familiar with that, as I think most black folks are, yeah. or people in general, I only know black folks. Yeah, we're, yeah, we just, that's what we talk yeah. about. So. As most folks have a history in that kind of anti-queerness upbringing or whatever, I can, I can remember and I could hear someone in my family saying about a group of queer folks people who were visibly queer in some way like oh they're doing too much like Mm -hmm. the assumption about black folks living their truth outside of straightness outside of cisness is oh they're doing too much they want attention why are they doing all this kind of thing Mm -hmm. and so that that simple action of mia as a black trans woman standing in front of a mural like Thousands of people do. Everybody does to take a picture, bickering with her boyfriend about silliness like everybody does to do whatever and take a picture like that. That little act could be so dehumanizing. It just to me is so symptomatic of how these things escalate to where now all of a sudden a mob of people who, you know, half them people was outside protesting and shit. A mob of people could beat on another black person in this time or yeah. ever but and, just like and a person can see that and refuse to call the police right <laughs> like right. someone comes in your store for help and it's like call the police and you like nah <laughs> yeah that's a lot so, that's that's intense so i wanted to just talk about that for a moment and call attention to it black trans women inc raised money for iana to take care of her medical expenses and other concerns at this time. So their goal has already been met. So we won't leave the link to that, but they've taken care of that. But I actually called Diamond because I didn't, I remembered them talking about it on Marsha's Play podcast, but I didn't see the link in the show notes. And mm-hmm. I was just curious about like what was going on about that. And she's like, yeah, we met our goal because people, when we are being brutalized as trans women, um, this is Diamond talking to me or whatever, yeah. when we're being brutalized, murdered, beaten, raped, then people feel something, right? Yeah. So then people want to pour in and say, oh, that's not right. How did we get here? Whatever. And donate to their funds of like abuse and shit like that. But when it comes to like giving trans folks jobs and making sure there's equity in other areas, it's like people sleep yeah. on that, you know? Like to sustain them, you don't fucking right. care. Right. But when it comes to like remedy their abuse, then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, let's get something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So as I was there calling her like, hey, girl, what's the link? I was like, oh, well, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I you, will you stay are... in my place. Actually, correct. <laughs> <laughs> it was like. Well, OK. Um, so anyway, so what I will say is Black Trans Women Inc., Dot org. You can go to their website, blacktranswomen.org, and donate to that organization so that we're not waiting for the next black trans woman to be abused or murdered or killed or raped or whatever, yep. and provide this organization resources to do the work that they need to do. That includes hiring and paying staff and shit like that. So let's make sure that we fund these organizations that could use our support whether or not a black person, a black trans person is being fucking brutalized and murdered and shit like that. So definitely visit blacktranswomen.org. 
check out their donate tab and donate to sustain and fucking support black trans women. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, also, I'm going to add to this. Be sure you're listening to Marsha's Play Podcast. The last episode they have talks a lot about some of the protests and the nuances of being a black trans person at a time like this mm-hmm. or ever. So check out, um, that's episode 137, Tony, Iana, and Brianna. I'll leave the link to that in the show notes. Also, our friends over at Inner Hole Uprising Podcast played a throwback episode called The Movement for All Black Lives. And they talk about a lot of the nuance of being a black trans person or non-binary person or black woman, like anyone who is not a black man in this movement and kind of the nuances of that. So we've discussed those things here on this on this podcast before, but I feel like these podcasts, these episodes in particular, do a really good deep dive into like what it is like to be existing during times like these. Mm-hmm. Now, more than ever. This is how we exist in general, but just like the hyper awareness of all of that. Yes. All of that shit. So, that is that on that. So, mm-hmm. white people are wilding. <sighs> They're wilding and I think it's adding to... Everybody that's wilding is just adding to my depression. Like, mm-hmm. calm down, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just leave me out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To your point about like hyper awareness and hyper, like everything is on hype. Everything yeah. is on a thousand right now. Yeah. Everything is on extra right now. So yeah. even, even like our, even like our senses towards it. So mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we might've heard a story three months ago that would still be something that we feel, but not as intensely as we're feeling it right now. Right. You know, like, even that has heightened. The way stuff affects me emotionally has mm-hmm. fucking heightened. Also. Right. What's some of the wild shit that, that you feel like that you've seen that's been affecting you from white folks? Just a lot of the pandering reminds me of abusive relationships. Um, kind of to what, mm. kind of to what Diamond said to you over the phone, where it's like, mm-hmm. harm has to be done, and then it's like, oh my god, so sorry. Here's this. Here's that. You know, like that type of thing mm. that makes me really emotionally uncomfortable. Yeah, because I remember being this is like early twenties, but having a boyfriend who would like cheat on me all the time. But when I find out, then all of a sudden it's like some you know new sneakers or some money to go shop. You know, like just stuff like mm. that, and it's it's bringing some of those kind of feelings up again where it's just like why don't you just not be like this to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah. why don't you just not oppress me like mm-hmm. so emotionally for myself that has been making me feel a lot um also like I said at the top of the show when my ex just called me to tell me oh my god everything you were saying is is true and he is a person who is not from the states so maybe his, not even maybe, his context of black Americanness and our history in this country was really skewed and really, 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 really influenced by white supremacist ideas about us here. So he just always mm-hmm. thought that I was just like doing too much when it came yeah, to me talking about, yeah, mm-hmm. all of the shit that you express with your non-black POC friends last episode, mm-hmm. same exact shit. Like, just like, I'm like, so how are you present with me in this relationship but not present in what I was saying the the, the world is like yeah. for me 
Like, it was just like, whoa, what? And then mm-hmm. he's like, he learned about Juneteenth from Usher. And I'm like, no, the fuck you didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you didn't. It was something else. I can't remember right now. But some other rapper spoke of something. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you don't fucking listen to black women. Mm-hmm. And I have been, I was saying that when we were together. Like, you don't listen to black women. You don't give a shit about what we say. I got this whole ass podcast and you can learn shit and you don't listen to it because it's a man. This is stuff that I would say while we were in that relationship. Yeah. You don't listen because it's not a man telling you these things that me and Jay are saying and blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'm noticing that. I have issues with that. I'm like, what the fuck? I told, like, it's just like, <sighs> so that really had me, like, in my head and wanted to fight him. I don't know where he lives now, so he's, he's he, should be, <laughs> he should be grateful. But mm-hmm. <laughs> just shit like that, um, a lot of that's been hitting me. A lot of people, I, know, I don't think they're wilding. I, I think that I appreciate the fact that people are realizing that the system is not broken. The system actually works the way it's designed to work. So I do mm-hmm. like that people are in that thought. But I think that hearing people think that out loud, something that... I have been saying for years is making me feel unheard even more. So like, mm-hmm. what what was I doing all this time? What would like? Did you think I was making this shit up? Yes, so a lot they of did. yeah, of course they did. But a lot mm-hmm. of just seeing that makes me does not make me feel good because right. I'm doing this for us. Right. I'm doing this for all of us. You know. Mm-hmm. So with that kind of like for me is why for me everyone's wilding because it's just mm-hmm. like. All of y'all, I, I just can't. It's just like so much, you yeah. know. Yeah. Now that that's been really, it has been really disturbing to to watch in terms of white people. I think two things that have been really bothering me. Uh-huh. One specific instance is there's a clip going around of a church um, <sighs> who organized foot washing. So for those of you don't who don't know, foot uh-huh. washing is a tradition amongst different christian denominations where they wash each other's feet right so it's supposed to be an expression of like humility and shit like that and in this video the video features this congregation kind of doing this outside service and there are two black folks and police officers in uniform other white people come up to wash their feet yeah and People are kind of videoing this and, and, you know, they get on their knees and wash their feet and, and they're praying for the people washing their feet. And in, in this practice, oftentimes you are whoever feet you're washing, you pray for those people or whatever. So this disturbs me on a number of levels because it feels like in a lot of the apologizing and a lot of the reconciliation that white folks are trying to do right now because so much of it is performative there yeah. are there are certain things that i believe that some certain white people are doing that are genuine that are yo my bad um yes i thought you were lying all this time because i'm a horrible white person mm-hmm. but i'm actually taking action from from this day forward and like we're like things are happening i'm doing shit and i i don't need to call you and tell you about it i'm just over here like trying to be a better white person, right? Mm -hmm. So there are people doing that. And then there are a lot of people performing. There are a lot of people who want you to see, hey, see, I'm not the racist that you think I am. See, look at me. I'm a good person. It's them over there. Right, right. It's not me. It's not me. It's not me. Right. And, And in that kind of performative nature, it ends up, I feel like, dehumanizing us further. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm someone, I grew up in a Christian family. I am not 
a Christian. I call myself right now a cultural Christian in the sense that if my family is like, hey, we're having dinner for Easter, I want to see my family and spend time for my, with my family. I'm not necessarily celebrating the fucking resurrection of Christ. You know what I'm saying? I'm there for family dinner. So mm-hmm. I, I call myself a cultural Christian in that sense to acknowledge that experience. But also as a person... You know, we all have things that we connect to spiritually. I think that my spiritual connection, I do have a spiritual connection with Jesus in the same way I have a spiritual connection with Malcolm X and the same way I have a spiritual connection with my grandma, like people who I feel like came into this world to do something to make it a better place and shit like that, right? Mm -hmm. And so foot washing comes from Jesus washing the feet of his disciples, right? And to show that, hey, I know you look to me as your Lord and Savior, but I'm not above getting on my hands and knees and washing your feet, which was a practice in Palestine where either the house home attendant or the, I mean, servant, as they would call them or whatever, the servant or wife in the home would wash the feet of visitors who came in, like, just to wash the dust off their feet and shit like that. So anyway, Jesus washed his disciples' feet in this show of humility and said in the Bible, you, you all should wash each other's feet, right? Like, just as I can do this for you, y'all should wash each other's feet. It's a, a show of, like, we are not above loving and taking care of one another. I'm not above you, yada, 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 yada. So that's the practice. I get the practice. I can respect it. I, I don't enjoy it, but I understand it, and I have a, a respect and appreciation for it. What is disturbing to me about this foot washing is that while it's supposed to be this demonstration of humility there are and if you listen to the clip i'm actually going to put the clip to this in the show notes so that people can really take a look at what it is that i'm talking about and and the nuances of it in the clip the speaker i don't know if he's the pastor i don't know what their deal is but the speaker is talking mad like anti-colonial shit right Mm -hmm. so they're apologizing and talking about the ways in which christianity has been manipulated by white folks to abuse black folks and people of color around the world, how it's been leveraged against black and brown people around the world to colonize, to pillage, to murder, to rape, to all that stuff or whatever. So the, the speaker is saying all of these things that are very sensible and that I might be able to actually hear if Had this, not been this, distracted. You've been distracted by this <laughs> odd demonstration of foot washing, right? Uh-huh. So, and it, these things that, that the pastor or the speaker is saying, they're not things that I need to hear as a black person. These are things that all of those white people in that space need to hear this uh, religious leader say. To me, that is important. What's disturbing, though, is that foot washing, the part of it that, that I value that demonstrates humility and i want to i want to i think that some people confuse like humility with like humbleness and like conflate those two things i don't believe in like being humble as like a black woman period i don't think that that's for us when i talk about when i talk about humility i talk about the ways in which we are supposed to take care of one another right so i'm not talking about like diminishing your shine in any way to let other people shine or whatever i'm talking about hey i have a sandwich you don't have a sandwich take my sandwich or here's half of my sandwich or whatever i'm talking about shit like that right? Shit like that. Equity, breaking down the class structures, all the shit that we talk about on this podcast, that's what I'm talking about. So you're supposed to wash each other's feet, right? And so if you have this setup where only white people are washing the feet of these two black people, right? In the same way that Jesus said, you know, as, as the, as that nigga, right? So Jesus was that nigga and seen as this like disciple in the same way that 
or this leader in the same way that a Malcolm X was seen as a leader, right? Mm -hmm. So just like an important, valuable figure, an important, valuable motherfucker who says, I washed the feet of all my disciples. Now you all together wash each other's feet, right? If white people are washing black folks' feet and it's only going to happen in that one direction, it feels like they're saying, we are the leaders. We are that nigga in this situation. Mm -hmm. We are the ruling class and we're going to humble ourselves so much that we're going to wash your feet and it's happening in this kind of one-sided way to me that reinforces white supremacist patriarchal capitalism it reinforces the fact that i don't i wouldn't normally want to wash a black person's feet but i'm washing your feet and look at this look at me and look at this because it's it's not it's not this when you come into a foot washing space what it should be is we as equal people are washing each other's feet right now when i say that i'm not suggesting that these black people in turn wash white folks feet what i'm saying is that this whole entire shit is inappropriate and because because there's this performative shit happening right now with white folks and like what they're doing and the way that they want to show how non-racist and how like we're going to do better they are they're not factoring in how inappropriate this thing is the whole scene and it's just these two i don't know if like other black people were going to take a turn, but it just looks like these two black folks sitting with this horde of white people around them, like clamoring like it, to, to watch. There's clamoring only two to people watch their sitting feet. there, but there's like yeah, so it many people like watching this. It looked like a feet. fucking fucking race porn gangbang. Like that's how it looked. Like we're waiting for our turn to wash these people's feet. It just looked. It just looked really gross and i just because people everyone is like scrambling right now and not thinking things through like nobody thought about the optics of that to me that whole as somebody who understands and has a respect for the practice of feet washing in certain instances i really did feel like this is just a performative demonstration of how white people are in fact and believe themselves to be this ruling class and they feel like washing the feet of black people is the ultimate form of like sacrifice for themselves yeah, or some exactly. shit. It was it was really disgusting and and I just feel like it shouldn't that practice should not have been leveraged in that way. It's just not enough people thinking. Like people are not thinking. Like people are just doing shit. And they're not thinking. And it was just really fucking disturbing. It, it, yeah. I was disturbed by the black folks participating. I was disturbed by the white people doing it. And I think what was more horrifying as I watched it and really like, I didn't expect to be so shaken by it, especially since I don't fuck with Christianity. It mm-hmm. just, it was, it was disturbing to see one of like two things that I fuck with being leveraged again in, as the speaker is talking about all the ways in which Christianity and the Bible have been leveraged by white people to enact and exact violence towards black folks and around the world to fucking colonize as those very factual and truthful words that white people need to hear are being spoken. This weird fucking, uh, fucking I don't even know. I don't. For weird me, display is taking place. It's for fucking me, weird. It was just like. There are other things to address. Like, in this moment, like, what the fuck is this doing? This does nothing yeah. to break systematic oppression. This does nothing to to eradicate the many laws on the books that make sure that black people do not have access to shit. This doesn't do anything. Like, what the fuck is this doing besides stroking egos of the black people involved in this video and the white people involved in the video? Like, what mm-hmm. this... 
for like, the, it doesn't move it does beyond it that at all. People, the people who were there. Exactly. It stays right. right there. Like, what the fuck is this doing for everyone as a whole? What is this doing? Mm-hmm. What is this moving? What is, how, what, what the fuck is this? What is this? The people are mad. Like, what is, what, is, I didn't watch the whole video. I'm glad that you had the, you had it in you to keep watching because I didn't even mm-hmm. get what the guy was saying because as soon as yeah. someone said that to me, I was like, oh, hell no. Let me back this right. car up and get up out of this spot. Right. Because. And. and What the hell? Right. And I have the, because I have the particular black Christian experience that I have, because I know there are black Christians who never did no foot washing, period. And we have a, a shared experience, but. In their particular church or denomination, they didn't fuck with foot washing, right? So you have all, yeah, I'm sure millions of black folks have watched this fucking video without any context for what is this shit. Mm-hmm. At least I could look at it and say, I know, I know what this shit is, and it's wildly inappropriate. You know what I'm saying? But I, I understand at least what the intention was. If I had no context for what these niggas were doing, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It just looks, it just looks. It it's it's it's. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to find more words than violent to describe this. It's just for me. It just looks really. Abusive. It just looked really self-serving. Like everyone, right. I guess, with the exception of the person speaking, everyone mm. was in there was doing something that fed them in that right. time, and it's like. For me, I just see like self-serving stuff because it doesn't do anything for everyone. It doesn't do after that moment. Then what? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. What happens after that? Mm-hmm. Like what happens? It's not yeah. even like we can even see those white people's faces. So mm-hmm. you know, like they can just go yeah. off into the world and still be racist, motherfucker. Like that didn't change anything. Mm-hmm. Like I doubt those white folks were even listening to what that person was saying like it was just i didn't get it i knew that foot washing was something mm-hmm. in christianity i don't know where it you know like what denomination or something like that right, right. but i know my first thought was like christians always forgiving shit like mm-hmm. always forgiving shit always being like nice always like giving just giving to people who mm-hmm. take and take and take. And, like, that's always kind of been my, you know, growing up in nation Islam. And I know that that's not the case for all Christians, so that's not what mm-hmm. I'm saying. But that's always been my kind of thing with Christian, like, that benevolence, that, like, just sacrificing right. yourself for people who don't give a shit about you. And that's not something that, even if I wasn't, because my family who is Christian who aren't Muslim either, we're all kind of like mm-hmm. that, like, fuck that shit, like, treat people mm-hmm. how they treat you type thing. But, like, that shit has not gotten anyone anywhere. What the fuck? Why are y'all still doing shit like that? Why are you still treating a fucking beast like a friend? Fuck that shit. Stop doing that. It's like, I, I uh, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Fucking annoying. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was fucking disturbing. I think another thing that white people are doing, and I, I'm, when I say white people, I guess I'm talking about the power structure because we know that there are people of color probably helping edit a lot of these statements. But watching these large white corporations issue these these Black Lives Matter statements right now, I also have found really uncomfortable and mostly because I saw a company that I used to work for and experienced a lot of racist <laughs> shit there 
I've experienced racist racist shit happen there to me to directly, and I've also oh I've also been privy to the racist shit that they have done, done as other. an institution, right? Yeah. To other people, coworkers, of course, but as an institution, yeah. like no, we don't want to work with this black person because the face of this brand should be white, like like I've seen that in in writing, yeah. you know what I'm saying, by mm-hmm. the people in charge who still work at these organizations. So it's just really that that kind of like that even in these large companies issuing their statement i'm not i'm not the only person like there are black people all over right now who are watching companies where they endured and experienced racist shit yep. watching them issue these statements yep. of black lives matter and who they stand with and blah 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 but like what does this really mean? Like, where's the where's the money behind this? Where's the change behind this? Um, I saw some of that shit going on on LinkedIn. And then there were, of course, black people who work there now saying, yes, this company has always been for da 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 I'm like, I'm glad I, that I, you just... I got paid every two weeks. Like, Hello. bitch, that's what they're supposed to do. What you Thank mean? Thank you. I'm glad that, like, <laughs> you fucking just graduated and things are great there now. Yes, I guess when I left, it was more diverse. But, like, when I first started there... It was a racist fucking disaster. And have and you even so, been there long enough to understand the microaggressions or anything happening yet? Thank you. Have so you? it's it's been really, I think, painful for myself and other black people who have worked at these large corporations, watching them make these fucking statements. There is a woman, Sharon, I don't know if she pronounces the last name, Chudder or Chudder, but um, she created the campaign Pull Up or Shut Up. So hashtag Pull Up or Shut Up. The Instagram page is at pull up for change and basically questioning these companies who make these statements like, okay, so what does this mean? Yeah. Right. So show us who, who makes up your staff then who's yep. on your staff. Who's on we your executive, not even, makeup. not even staff. Who's on your executive team. Who's on your board. Yes. Cause you, yes. you will have us be a laborer, but will you have us in those spaces where we're making decisions mm-hmm. most of the time? Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Yeah. And that's usually, so, I think that a lot, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but a lot no, of, sorry. a lot of companies think that because their frontline staff, looks like many different races that they are mm-hmm. doing the diversity and inclusion shit. And you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. You just look mm-hmm. like you are. And that's why you have those people that's front facing. Yeah. Yeah. Or or pulling pulling your admin, pulling your fucking assistance into meetings with high profile black folks so that you can look, look like, like a diverse place. Yeah. Yep. And that has that happens across companies. Like that didn't just happen at a place where I worked. I've like other like black people, we all have these same stories at all these various places because white supremacy is so trill all across the board. It'd be the same. <laughs> oh gosh. That's just so funny. Like could you imagine just being a random Adam in the meeting and it's like, why am I here? <laughs> yes. Why am I here? Yes. Why am I here, yo? Why am I why here? Am I here? I would be why that. are you why, why are you I asking here? me, the assistant, my opinion on this very make my opinion on this very important project? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is not in my job description. Yeah, it's not in my job description. I have the capacity to have these conversations with you, but you're not about to promote me because uh whatever the fuck. Yeah. So we know what the fuck. What, we know why they're we know not what promoting the fuck. you. We know so, what the fuck. Like, but So, yeah, so pull up for change Instagram page and hashtag pull up for shut up. I read a bunch of stories, some something uh, fucking milk makeup had a big fallout because of being racist. And they had somebody on their staff or or somebody, several people who were wild racist and treated black staff members in a whack ass way. And so all of that was coming out. So all the shit is coming out. 
And I think that this is a good time for all the shit is coming out, right? So racism across the board, across the country. This is, I find it funny how season, racism edition. <laughs> and I'm fucking with it, right? So everybody is coming with their, you know what? I find it funny how yeah, you released you, a statement, but but you've been racist though. But you've been racist. Remember that time when? Yeah, I fucking love it. I fucking I love I like, it. I do too. There's another kind of thing happening on a similar thing on Twitter where they like this you where like a company mm-hmm. has released a statement in support of Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, and people just look in the history of some racist shit and it's like um this you you mm-hmm. y'all did this. <laughs> you remember yep. this? It's this, the same company, like, because this, hmm. this is not okay. But I really do appreciate that this is a time yeah, where people are demanding answers and accountability from these corporations. Mm-hmm. And shit, even in your personal life, yo, if it's a white person in your life that has fucking wronged you in a racial way or a fucking non-black POC person and you see them posting stupid shit or Black Lives Matter shit or replying to your posts about racism but you know they've been racist with you or whatever call them out on that shit yo call them the call them out call Call them them out out. especially since Mm -hmm. they don't fucking believe us right and so now that people are on the wave now whatever yo like have the hard conversation now like since they're not supposed to believe you like since any other time they're not going to believe you and who knows how long this period of reconciliation and accountability is going to last yeah, who knows? If you're applying, if you're um, whatever black person, if you are in negotiation for salaries or rates or whatever for a project, up that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> up it. Right yep. now. Yep. Up it. I'm Double about to it. send out several emails. Yeah, like, mm-mm. Like, hey, any update on this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just got to get it how you can get it. Because if I, yep. like, this space of... Um, I don't even know what to call what the whites are doing right now, but whatever this space is, it's not going to last long. Mm-hmm. Um, so get it while you can get it. Yeah. Get it while you can get it. Get it while you can. I'm about can. to end up being a CEO of a, co- of a corporation I'm not even qualified to be. <laughs> <laughs> Watch. Like, what did she oh, do? Gosh. Why is she the CEO of Xerox? What the fuck? That's funny. <laughs> but it's people. That's that's funny. That speaks to the pandering nature of some of this. Because you could find a qualified black person yes. to run Xerox. Yes. But they're not. They're I not think they did at one point. At one point, I think the CEO. Oh, I think the they did at Xerox. Was, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. now I might be the vice president because mm-hmm. <laughs> they have to. Yeah. Yep, that person yep. about to but yeah, everybody's oh, yeah. definitely off kilter right now. Everybody is having a fucking moment and it has been it's been very interesting. So yeah, let's take a break. Let's you know, do we that. gotta take a take a breath. And we'll mm-hmm. you know, we'll be right back. Money, 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 money. <laughs> do, money. <laughs> do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like giving black women year. your money. Yes. Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh yes. Yes. We do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. week. Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. T with Queen and J dot com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. We have two options there. So two. Can, two. You become a patron 
or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. And we're black. All the motherfucking time. And we want to get into something light and fun and cute. Let's yeah. do some what we're watching. Yes, let's do it. What we're watching, what we're watching, yeah. Ooh la la la. It's the shows that we're watching when we're sipping tea. Ooh la la la. It's the shit that we're watching with Jay Dot and Queen. Ooh la 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 la. Come on. What we're watching, yeah. All right, so our What We're Watching segment is a segment where we talk about shit that we're watching, and we talk about it like some womanist race nerds, yo. So what yes. are you watching, Queen? What are we watching this week? Um, we are actually watching Betty, that is now on HBO. Yeah, I actually just, I had watched the first episode a while ago, and then I just ended up binging it. It's such a cute show. So... Betty is a show on HBO about a diverse group of young women navigate their lives through the male-dominated world of skateboarding in New York City. So that's just like a quick like little tidbit of what the show is about. It's fucking cute. It's just so cute. It's so fucking cute. Like if I could pinch the show's cheeks, <laughs> <laughs> I would do that. It's so fucking cute, yo. It's so, it's just, it's just a really cute show. When they do address things that are, you can't, you can't escape mm-hmm. a lot of the isms, the, you know, all of the stuff we talk about in the show, you just can't escape. But it's nice to just see like these girls in New York just like hanging out and trying to like make their space in this this male dominated skateboarding shit, but then also within themselves and their different intersections because they are of different races, they are of different um, sexual orientations and shit like that. Just them navigating that in this really like young way. So, no, they don't have all the tools, but they still are like going to address certain things mm-hmm. and have certain conversations and shit like that. So, it's it's just a really cute show. Yeah, I love it. I really love, I love how they address queerness. There's not a lot of like, I think as young women, like navigating anything, as young people navigating shit is challenging. My 20s were like fucking the worst time of my life, yo. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck was that even about? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think that the way that they address queerness, the way that they address classism, white privilege, a lot of these things 
are addressed like without a high level of like trauma you know what i'm saying like it's already traumatic enough being a young person and like figuring out how to do shit it's really traumatic enough especially if you are not a white person you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying yeah Mm -hmm. but i really appreciate the way that they address queerness i really appreciate specifically uh we've talked about we talk about sexual assault on this podcast in a lot of different ways but something for me has kind of been to normalize the fact that we all know somebody who has engaged in sexual assault yeah, and that it shouldn't always be treated as this thing that bad people that we don't know that we're not close to yeah. have done. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate the way in which the show handles that topic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't feel traumatized or emotionally abused by it, but I liked that it was discussed and it really did highlight some of the nuances that, we experience, we can experience, we often experience when dealing with sexual assault. So yeah. I really appreciated mm-hmm. that shit. When I first started watching, I was like, is this just going to be like, hey, we're cute and we skateboard? Like, I couldn't tell where yeah, it was going. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. But then it was like, oh, y'all really like yeah, touching on stuff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly. And I like that they touch on it, but I can also still enjoy like... The cinematography, I can still enjoy like, oh, this is like a nice angle of New York or like, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, oh, these are, you know, women having a good time with each other. I really just enjoyed it. I think it's only six episodes. They're like 30 minutes each or whatever. Definitely. Mm -hmm. If you have HBO, check that out. Ask a white person for all of their cable logins. You know, I mean, (laughs) this is, this is the time. This is the time. And I'm not sure, but HBO does have a lot of their content on YouTube now for free oh okay. so maybe it's there um you can double check mm-hmm. and see if it's there also because they've been doing yeah. that because pandering um <laughs> <laughs> yeah so check out betty i liked it it was a nice relaxing fucking time yo mm-hmm. yes. pinch it's fucking cheeks, cheeks. Oh my god, it's so cute. Or send also send me a skateboard, yo. I think I want a skateboard. I was when I was watching because you know I'm like obsessed with I want roller skates. The whole world mm-hmm. has sold out, and I'm like, would they accept me as a roller skater? <laughs> 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 they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They definitely wouldn't. But <laughs> that's what oh I was thinking gosh. the whole time. That's hilarious. I can't do skateboarding, but mm-hmm. I would roller skate. And uh-huh. um, I don't. You think- never know. Maybe. They would have said me because it's like me. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, but okay. like, I'm sure like they'll, if I was just to roll in the skate park, they'd be like, the fuck? What is she? <laughs> <laughs> what is she doing? <laughs> what is she doing over here with her pom-poms? <laughs> oh, gosh. You getting pom-poms on her? No, but um, no, no, I'm not. But my, my, that's why it's taking me a while to find skates because I want my shits to be like mm-hmm. popping. I don't want just some white roller skates like fuck out of here if i'm gonna get them i'm gonna get them you know you deserve you deserve but yeah i feel like they would judge me if i rolled in on a skate park (laughs) hey well no judgment no judgment in the Mm -hmm. skate park no it's cute according to betty but yeah so check out betty check out betty yep let's pay some black women yo yes let's do it Pay Black Women is a segment where we highlight a Black women-owned business, initiative, endeavor, corporation, whatever the fuck it is, we highlight that shit here. It could just be somebody who needs lunch money, rent money, the most basics of shit. If you are a Black woman, we highlight that shit here. Mm -hmm. Black women, of course, includes trans women, cis women. If you are a Black woman of any kind or any variety, we highlight that shit. 
In this segment here at Tea with Queen and Jay, we like to open it up to Black AFAB non-binary folks. So if you are an AFAB non-binary person, if you know someone who is AFAB non-binary, you are welcome to nominate them for our Pay Black Women segment, and we will be sure to acknowledge their pronouns. Also here at Tea with Queen and Jay, we open our Pay Black Women segment to Indigenous folks as well as a fucking damn near forgotten people who is not forgotten who exists who are real yes. who are fucking thriving um but are marginalized us here at t with queen and jay we include indigenous women in this segment as well so if you are an indigenous woman of any kind if you are an indigenous afab non-binary person you are welcome to participate yep. in our pay black women segment who do we have for pay black women this week? You're going to be Oprah so bad, girl. So bad. Without the exploitation. Because <laughs> capitalism, you can't do that. You know, yes, without that, of course. So, playing a black woman, we have something that we came across on our Instagram. And I'm just going to read what was in the post. So, this is from Deja. And Deja says, community, I need your help with survival funds. As you know, before COVID-19, my access to resources and work was already scarce. During COVID-19, life as a black trans woman has not gotten easier. Any amount you all can support me with financially, a like and or a share, like I said, this is on Instagram, is all welcome. And they have their cash app and their cash app is cash.me slash dollar sign the Deja Speaks and Deja is D-E-J-A Speaks. Um, they have their Venmo, which is also at Deja Speaks. And their PayPal, which is paypal.me slash Deja Baptiste, B-A-P-T-I-S-T-E. Or you can email their PayPal, and that is thedejaspeaks at gmail. All of this will be in the show notes as well. So you can just click that and get the money to Deja and support a Black trans woman. COVID, on top of being a trans person, period is a lot this pander to this person okay (laughs) like give everything to this person if you're listening to this episode just please do um we have lots of ways that you can give to this person um because they need it all right so do that shit give deja your money yes before because you want to sustain them not because you want to remedy right someone's abuse you want to help them sustain so please give deja the coin Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do that shit, yo. Pay black women. All right. You want to get into some news that's not news? Yep, sure do. I guess even though we were free, we were still slaves in the mind. Nothing. All right. News that's not news is a segment where we highlight news stories that either have not got enough attention in the mainstream media or have been covered in a way that we feel was not sufficient mm-hmm. and so we cover them here at tea with queen and jay or maybe it's some shit you heard already that you need to hear again okay yeah. so that's news that's not news here on tea with queen and jay what do we have this week so this week we have that this is from the guardian and then i also have something i want to share from another article but i'll get into that later tear gas and pepper spray will accelerate a spread of covid19 doctors warn so because of the current uprising, there's been a lot of heavy policing at these protests. Tear gas is used. Pepper spray is used. 
things like that. So I'm going to just read some bits from the article. As crowds protest across the U.S., more than a thousand medical experts raise fears police tactics could worsen the pandemic. So they're saying that the police tactics, I want to emphasize that the police tactics are what could raise the pandemic numbers not like mm-hmm. this not this article is not is not saying people being outside it's the police tactics that can heighten the spread of the COVID-19 so doctors nurses and disease experts have warned that dousing crowds with tear gas and pepper spray will accelerate the spread of coronavirus as mass demonstrations against police brutality rage on the way that they are saying that this is being spread is because if you're spraying tear gas spraying pepper spray whatever people are going to be coughing <laughs> people are going to you know all of those all of the ways that you can spread when you're coughing sneezing whatever the droplets are in the COVID-19 are in those droplets and you're spreading so that is what the mask are making that happen but if you're being sprayed with tear gas or whatever you're going to take that fucking mask off so you can breathe so that you mm-hmm. can do those things so it's it's it'll help not help it will catalyze the spread of that because most people are wearing are at the protest with their masks with their things um i've seen people sharing um antibacterial i saw one place where someone taped a big bottle antibacterial on a pole so that people could Mm -hmm. just have access to it so like it seems as though people are still trying to actively navigate protesting and at least in new york i haven't seen it well i have seen masks in other cities but people are still trying to be conscious of social not social distancing but of keeping their droplets to themselves (laughs) Mm-hmm. during these protests but when you're spraying people with tear gas when you're spraying people with pepper spray you are kind of making all of that work counterproductive because people are now going to be coughing on each other or whatever people are going to be more inclined to help each other so they're going to touch each other in these certain ways yeah. and do all of these things because you're fucking brutalizing people yeah and there we you know there's a level of camaraderie that takes place at these protests yeah so it's like touching one another is really hard to avoid, especially when you see somebody down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More from the Guardian article, it says that gas and pepper spray also causes tears, saliva, and mucus to stream from demonstrators' eyes and noses. So uh, that doesn't sound good. Said Ching Hong, that's one of the doctors who are part of these group of people who are saying, I need to chill with that shit. It'll cause people to shout and scream, propelling droplets of these fluids, which could be carrying coronavirus and giving them superpowers to spread much farther than six feet. Okay, I get it. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, what? Superpowers? I don't want no super corona. Okay. Moreover, these chemicals agents can irritate the nose, mouth, and lungs, causing inflammation that could weaken the body's ability to resist infection. So you may not have coronavirus, but because of the effects of these chemical agents, you may have you may weaken your lungs a little bit, your nose, your mouth, because of the inflammation from them. And mm-hmm. then let's say you do get COVID-19, you're now more at risk or less less likely to be one of the surviving numbers when it comes to COVID-19. So, police, I need to chill. Like, hmm, sure. calm down. But I wanted to make sure that I talked about this because I am a person who is thinking about how these mass protests, although, like, grateful that they're happening, but it does make me a little anxious to see what what effects this will have on coronavirus infections and or deaths. Mm -hmm. I do understand that most of these places where people are demonstrating were open in any fucking way. So it's not, we know it's not just these protests, 
mm-hmm. we know that people will try to spin it that way. So yeah. I, there's that. But then I also wanted to say that, you know, the police <laughs> are kind of catalyzing this by using those methods um, when it right. comes to protesters and stuff like that. Yeah, I think we know that the police are not invested in making sure that we stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the chances of that continuing are high. I was listening to Hella Black Pod and they were talking about working harder to avoid capture, right? So yeah. like we know police are out there arresting people, police are out there brutalizing people. But when you are doing the electric slide with police, when you are kneeling with police, you are putting yourself at further danger to be tear gassed to be pepper sprayed to be to have your initial route or wherever you organized and planned to be to have that disrupted right so you end up i feel like there's a way if if nonviolence is your jam or whatever if that's your goal you can have nonviolent protests and civil disobedience without dancing with police officers without kneeling with them you can you can do those things without acting in unison with law enforcement yeah word. so just to you know avoid capture think of strategies in which will help you avoid capture because we're also putting a lot of money into these bail funds which is kind of um as they were talking about on hella black pod kind of counterproductive to the purpose of these movements which is to like fucking secure our justice our humanity our equality and fucking defund the police state so just you know, think about ways to avoid capture. Think about ways to organize and strategize that don't involve kneeling with the police and doing the electric slide with them. Word, word. Because they don't have our best interests at heart. Period. That same one yeah. that you electric slide with that feed your kids fucking potato chips and shit like that, they will fucking kneel on your head or stand by with their back turned yeah, and it's just, while you get murdered. And stop asking police to kneel. Like, literally, a, a person kneeled on George's neck and he yeah. like stop that every time I see that shit, I wanna f- I literally wanna fight somebody. Yeah. Like, no, get the fuck mm-hmm. up. Stop mm-hmm. asking these police to nail, stop asking soldiers to nail. Like, nah, that shit is fucking mm-hmm. gross. Um, I wanna add something real quick. This is an old article that surfaced around the time Ferguson happened, but I thought it was important since we're talking about tear gas. Tear gas is an abortifacient, and an abortifacient is something that can lead to a person having a miscarriage. Mm. Um. Yes. So, just wanted to say that that people should be aware that it is a board fishing. I tried to look for other articles that were more updated, and this is kind of the closest we could find from 2014. The reason why I'm saying this is that when this was brought up, it was because of a lot of Palestinian people noticed when they were being tear gassed in their movements that women would have miscarriages. Mm. soon after but people still use this i know that in chile in 2011 chile temporarily stopped using these kinds of tear gases they started again but they temporarily stopped because they did notice the miscarriage thing happening there hasn't been Mm. any kind of like huge rigorous studies Mm. but it is something to be aware of if you are someone who is protesting and if you're trying to get pregnant or anything like that that can cause for you to have a miscarriage i think it's kind of messed up when I saw this, I tried to look for things that said that maybe they stopped using no certain chemicals or mm-hmm. changed the formula for tear gas. That has not happened. So I just wanted to make sure I put that out in the world. This is from The Nation. We are going to put the article link in the show notes so you can read more. It isn't a huge amount of information in the article because this isn't something that people really, I think, care to even 
do the research needed for it to be a huge amount in this article. And like I said, there's no updates of tear gas and its effects on people who can have children. So, yeah, but I just wanted to put that out there since we're on the subject of tear gas and pepper spray and shit like that. Right. Well, that was good. Thank you so much for that shit, yo. No problem. Yeah, be careful out there. Be as careful as you can be. And really, I've been seeing a lot of posts, and I don't know if this is really happening to people or if people are feeling like self-conscious about not protesting, but I've been seeing a lot of posts from black people kind of like apologizing for not being in the streets, either apologizing or doing a whole post about how they're not apologizing, which kind of sometimes ends up being looking a, like an, an apology. But anyway, and I really feel like do what you can. If you can't be in the street, don't fucking be in the street. Like nobody wants to have to carry you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so exactly. like if you can't be out there, don't be out there. If you like and I feel like we shouldn't have guilt about that and and what I mean is like to the point where don't feel that you have to make a whole post about not being out there. If you're not like the fuck. Mhm. Yep. Like, live your best life. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not being in the streets is not a determining factor in your commitment to the movement. It's a lot of different ways to engage. It's a lot of different ways to participate. And if you don't think that you should be out there, don't fucking be out there. Yeah, and and a lot of those, a lot of those, like, social outside protesting are to raise awareness. The awareness has been raised. You know, like, right. it, there's been enough people outside that it, it has happened, so you mm-hmm. don't have to feel guilty about not doing that. You know, like, it's... If, if you don't know, now you know, okay? Like, at, yeah. at this point. Yeah. Calm down. Calm down. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stop swerving. Stop swerving. (laughs) (laughs) Let's throw somebody in the fucking pit, yo. Let's do it. Everybody strap in. About to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. The pit. The pit is where we throw people places of things that are trying to fuck with our black ass black joy, yo. Who are we throwing in the pit this week? Oh, Terry, Terry, Terry. Can't you see? Sometimes your words. I can't think of a rhyme because you get on my fucking nerves. So, Terry Cruz, while we were... Being black and proud, or black and confused, or black and hopeless, or black and depressed, or all these feelings. You have all these feelings. Breathing while black, struggling while black, trying to buy roller skates while black, black, protesting while black, black, feeling guilty about not protesting while black. Experiencing COVID while black. Losing children while black. The fuck? All the stuff that we're experiencing while black. Terry Crews, who for right now I'm going to call Terry Coon decided to offer us some information because he, he he knows what we need, right? Oh. Right. Um, so Terry Crews tweets. Before we do that, in case you don't know who Terry Crews is, Terry Crews is an actor um, who, if you don't know from him from acting, he was prominent in the Me Too movement as uh, one of the first public male 
victims in Hollywood. And so that is kind of why I think that there have been moments where people listen to what Terry Crews has to say. But if you don't know him from that, he was also on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He does a lot of comedic work. Everybody hates Chris. Mm -hmm, He should mm -hmm. just stay that character. That's it. Yeah, he was was in White Chicks. Yeah. So that was a good character. Right? Yeah, that was, that guy was not a coon. At all. Right. Just wanted to take right. care of his family. That's it, yo. At and a low cost. At a low cost. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's who uh that's who Terry Crews. That was is. his way of beating the capitalist system. Mm-hmm. By cutting costs. Like, mm mm. We already know what f- system we feeding into. Yeah. So nah, get that on mm-hmm. sale. So yeah. yeah. So anyway, Terry Crews tweeted. Defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. I don't know what that is. I would like to have some. (laughs) (laughs) You got too much dip on your chip. (laughs) I I would like to see it. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is that? He goes Mm -hmm. on to say, equality is the truth. Like it or not, we're all in this together. So... I think this could have been not so horrible if he didn't put that black supremacy thing, if he didn't try to flip it as if these things... As if it's a one-for-one thing, as if these things can be reversed, as if the power structure supports the reversal of racism and prejudice in these ways and the leveraging of power, and it doesn't. And it just shows how much you don't know about, like, your history or what's happening or or anything. anything. Yeah. (laughs) Or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's the thing for me. I, I feel like for a person who, and this is another reason why this person in the pit, is in a pit. This person has access for inf- to information, right? Mm-hmm. So we say Google is free all the time. Yes. But that doesn't mean everyone has access to Google, has access to the internet, has right. access to whatever. This is a person who has access to things, to information, who can even ask someone else to Google it for him because maybe he has an assistant. Who, Terry Crews. Who has access to people who are in these spaces more so than a person like me. Like, what the Terry fuck? Crews has enough access to hold his own panel on <laughs> white supremacy, the black power struggle, the black power movement, yes. Black Lives Matter. Yes. He has enough access to call the founders of Black Lives Matter, Matter directly, okay, and, yes. and say, hey, can I talk to you for 15 minutes because blah, 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 blah. blah. You have, you ha- he has that. So for me and this person, there's no excuse. There's no excuse because you have the access to information that not all everyday people have. And you're not fucking using that shit. You want to just sit in your fucking ignorance and be a fucking, uh, the the black friend. That's who you want to be. You want to be yeah. the black friend. You want to be the one who's like, well, you're not like them. You want to be the fucking token. You're okay with being a fucking mm-hmm. token. And that shit is fucking gross. You have too much fucking access to information, to to people, to, to organizers, to... You could, even, you, could t- you could pay someone to get the information for you. Like, you don't even have to do mm-hmm. the work. To get the right. fucking information. And you're not even doing that shit. Like, what right. the fuck is wrong with you? He's proven to do this kind of dancing and like the, hey, I'm the cool black friend. He's proven to do that before with, um, what is that, America's Got Talent yeah. that he's on? When yeah. he threw Gabrielle yeah. Union under, under the, the bus. bus. I just don't want to get too comfortable. Brothers can't afford to get too comfortable. You know? Because that's when you become the porn. That's when they use your ass. Anytime white people want to smooth some shit over, they go get that rich nigga and put you on TV. To represent the people, you know? 
You have you asking you questions like, Damon, now that you made this $13 million, and, and we're not counting, now that you made all this money, let me ask you this, let me just throw this out at you. You respond any way you want. Is there racism in America? You be sitting there thinking about that paycheck, talking about, no, sir. If in there is, I ain't seen none. <laughs> Gabrielle Union controversy, of course. There are reports that her contract wasn't renewed because she reported um, a toxic atmosphere existed at the show. Um, you're at the show. Is, um, is, is there a toxic atmosphere? First of all, I can't speak for sexism because I'm not a woman, but I can't speak on behalf of any racism comments. That was never my experience on America's Got Talent. In fact, it was the most diverse place I have ever been in my 20 years of entertainment. When she spoke out about uh, racist incidents and discrimination that she experienced there as a black woman, and he then came behind and said, I, I have never experienced any, anything, anything like what that. Are, what are you talking anything. about? Anything. The staff was the most what? diverse. This was the least racist what? environment ever. When he could about? have, he could have said nothing. He could have said you know, I honor and respect Gabrielle's experience. That wasn't my experience there as a black man, but I don't know her experience. Even that, even that is not in solidarity, but it is not throwing her under the bus. How, like, it's just like he's, he's, uh, I, 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 in our life, mm -hmm. haven't seen that level of like, but we in the house. <laughs> yeah. But like, we still get to eat beef because, you know, that's the scraps and they don't eat all of the steak. Right. You know, I've, I've had, I have not in my life seen to this degree of like... Of public cooning yes, from somebody yes. who's not actually on Fox News? Yeah. Right. Yeah, like he, he's not even... He's getting paid to be in the spaces, but he's not like literally being paid like these other black folks who are on mm. Fox News and stuff like... So for me, it's just like wait, 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 wait. like whoa, whoa, whoa. You're Why not even. Doing this? Yeah. Yeah. What? What is? What is? What? Yeah. So that part for me is just like yeah, use use a straight coon because you're just doing this. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you're doing this, doing this. And I Terry's even, got something to say. Go oh, ahead. okay, say it. I was like, I don't even use the word coon. This is the first time mm -hmm. I've said this to somebody. But bro mm -hmm. brother, Terry's got something to say to all you knackers running around, all you niggers running around calling him a coon. Terry says, any black person who calls me a coon or Uncle Tom for promoting equality is a black supremacist. And he put equality in all caps <laughs> is a black supremacist because they have determined who's mm -hmm. black and who's not. And then he does that little peck fleck with his tits that he does that he's famous for. <laughs> anyway, that's how I read it. This... <laughs> I imagine him doing the peck flex while he is. He does it all the time for this. no reason. He yeah, does it while he's family eggs. Definitely was doing the peck flex while he tweeted this. Any black person who calls me a coon or Uncle Tom for promoting equality is a black supremacist because they have determined who's black and who's not. That is not what this means. First of all, to be a coon, you have to be black, Terry. Okay. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> that's how that works. You gotta be black to be a coon. That so is a, that's nobody a said you weren't black. We're actually quite offended by, or we're offended because you are black. Yes. No that one is, is saying you're. Oh, you're black. All right. No. You are black. All right. You no are one? definitely yes. 
black. No one okay? kicked you out. We're angry that you're here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. And like, you don't have to do all this tap dancing to show that you appreciate you white don't. folks who are doing the just work. Go but to, that's not even your point. Yo. Do what the other coons do and just go to work. Just go to just work. Just go to work and, and leave me out of it. That's it. That's it. But the thing about this is, and I was going to bring it up earlier, but we were running low on time, is we infantilize white people in this country. And so we treat them with this like white glove care and this fragility and this sensitivity so that even I've noticed throughout this process of like reconciliation for a lot of white folks and fucking like accountability and whatever performative shit some of them are engaging in or whatever there are black people who feel the need to center the ones who are doing quote unquote the right thing Mm -hmm. centering them by posting about them i had a friend post about one of his white friends who used to be racist they didn't post that they used to be racist but i know because i know him um but they're white they had to be racist oh yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but like like in a hardcore way right one of their white friends who used to be kind of racist who is now in the streets protesting or whatever, dedicated a whole fucking Instagram post to this person. This is my my friend out there doing the work. Da, 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 da. Okay, I'm your friend too. I've also been doing the work. You, you, you would never listened, dedicate... You've listened to the work. Oh, yeah. You've ne- you would <laughs> never dedicate a whole Instagram post, post to anything that I've done, no, ever. No, of course not. You would never do that. Because it came but because out of your this- nigga woman mouth. <laughs> exactly. Because this white baby needs to be encouraged and reinforced for doing the right thing, okay? Mm-hmm. I know black people who was fucking DMing white people in their life saying thank you and shit. Fuck Re- that. Really? Where were they before? Yes. Where oh. were they before? No, but it's like a child. You have to. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Miss it's me like, with all of that. They've said that? They definitely. They did. They did like they typed those is, words? No, this is like, when I, when I, when I suggest, no, they said to me, I was like, why are you messaging this person? Like, they're good. They don't need you to pat them on the back. Like, they wasn't there for you when you were suffering through all this. They weren't checking on you to see if you were okay or whatever. And then she hit me with the reinforcing them like a child shit. I was like, this is why it's white supremacist. Like that, that is that whole notion of white people being fragile and needing to be taken care of or whatever. That's heavily embedded in white supremacy. So yeah. like I have white, the white friends that I do have are doing something and it's not my job to thank them for doing anything. At the fuck all. Do what you're supposed to be doing. You have white privilege. You should be using it to dismantle the system. Okay, you should be using it to dismantle it. So what that has nothing to do with me. Like, leave me alone and give me your fucking cable password. Okay, send me a plant. <laughs> All right. I That's do want to thank white folks. <laughs> what? This is random. It just made me think of like white coworkers and stuff like that who knew not to text me, who knew to right. leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> and I know they listen to right. this podcast and I appreciate right. you for not mm-hmm. like yeah, doing that. I just remembered. Yeah. I got one text, but it was from an actual friend of mine. So it's like, <laughs> they would text me around now. No, we anyway, haven't spoken in a while. It's, it's they would text it's, it's me around, around now the, anyway. It's around the timeline when they would hit yeah. you up. So that, sure. Perfect. That's not like a thing. Totally. It's not like a stranger hitting me up. So I I am thankful that I haven't been hit up by yeah. strangers. Like Drew hit yeah. me up, but Drew hits me up to talk about like podcast yeah. stuff or send me things anyway. So it's not like, you know, what the fuck? Yeah. I had them check up on me because COVID. Mm-hmm. Like whatever, and they know now is not the time to be like, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, don't, 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 don't. Yeah, don't be, don't check on 
the black people in your life who are not your fucking friends, who you never messaged in your fucking life, and now you're messaging them for something, or you want to know what you can do. Someone? There are lots of resources to find out what you can oh do, God. where you can donate, where you should be. One of our listeners put on their Instagram story someone that they haven't, a white person, someone that they haven't spoke to. Like they, they show the time stamps on purpose in their Instagram DMs. Mm-hmm. It's been four years. Oh my God. Since this person hit them up and then they hit them up and was like, hey, China, whatever, whatever, can you be a resource to this? And it's like, nah. Like, it's been. <laughs> it's been 84 years. <laughs> what do you do it? And then yeah. they were like, I have, I don't have anything contribute to contribute. They use that word on purpose. I like when you set people up. Oh, no, we're yeah. not asking for money. We're asking for. Da, da, da. That's not the, the only thing contribute. Mm-hmm. just like what it was just weird four years four years that's whack i just want you to know i saw that girl and i ain't like that they listen to the podcast that is but yeah high key high key whack yo yeah everybody fucking stop it yo everybody stop it somebody relax terry- late release <laughs> yes if you are terry cruz's black friend like I don't know. He's black. Maybe do some work. If that's your friend and y'all going to keep doing friends, maybe like ask him what his problem is. Y'all going to keep doing friendship. (laughs) Ask him what his problem is. Say, bro, what the fuck is your problem, man? What is your problem, yo? Tap into that. Do a little bit of that. What's happening, man? Yeah, somebody somebody pull him in. I I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't know either. I don't know. But yeah. Well, we did a motherfucking show. We, we did. did all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Juneteenth virtual kickback. We want to see everybody there. We will post the Zoom link around the time of the event. So if you are subscribed to get email updates from us over at twithqueenandj.com, you will get the Zoom link. If you are a Patreon, if you follow us on Instagram, the link will be there in our bio before the event. So please mm-hmm. come check us out. We got our friends coming to kick it with us. It's going to be a good time. I'm really looking forward to it. It is going to be mad Yeah. It'll be good to take a moment, take a fucking breather and chill for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So do that with us all are welcome we are centering black american folks though i'm thinking about whether white folks should be able to turn their camera on or not but it's probably more creepy if they're just there silent without their cameras on well they would come to the party and show their face we didn't make them come to juneteenth and cover themselves cover your face <laughs> like, what is, i'm like what is happening cover your face like what is Jay Go doing? Go in the kitchen. We didn't have a, a white quarters for the two team. <laughs> no, I know. Is this I just that know black that supremacy is... that he that Terry no. <laughs> talking about? No, no, not at all. What I'm thinking about though, what I'm thinking about is how intimate it is to have like like Zoom has been mad intimate. Like we be in people's houses and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So I was just thinking about that, um, the context of that. But I think it's okay. Just don't be talking all in the fucking group chat, yo. You know how it's a group chat on Zoom? Yeah. Don't be, like, taking up a lot of space and shit. You're taking up too much space. Yeah. Okay. Just right. That's the point. Yes, you can turn on your camera. Be mindful of the amount of space that you take up. And don't be talking all in the group chat saying wild shit. Don't be DMing black people personally. Say, oh, my God, I love your hair. Like, that type (laughs) of shit, yo. Don't. Maybe don't fucking say nothing. Okay? You will get kicked out of the room. (laughs) Yeah. 
You will be kicked out. You will get kicked out. You will be kicked out. All somebody has to do is be like, hey, this white person is harassing me. And you're, you're blocked because yeah. you're basic. And anyway. Yeah. We, but yeah, we, so don't need to see the, we don't need to see a video to believe that. No, nah, we don't care. Yeah. Everybody is welcome. Again, we are censoring uh, Black American folks at this Juneteenth celebrate. So please come through. It's going to be a good time. Once again, June 19th from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Pull up. It's going to be a great motherfucking time. Stop posting pictures of protesters, please. Stop posting the images of black protesters. We don't want anyone to be killed. Lots of Ferguson protesters have been killed or yeah. died mysteriously in the past few years. So they we were don't killed. want any of that. Because they were murdered. Yeah. So please be aware and be mindful of that. If you post pictures of protesters, please be sure to blur, to blur out, out their faces. faces if you can. Um, if you're posting somebody's speech. I mean, I don't know. I I've seen that... people post videos and stuff. Yeah. I don't I don't really know. It's hard know. to just I'm be sure. just be mindful. Be mindful. I heard it's better to blur out the face than to put the black like a black mark or whatever on their face because that could okay. be removed i don't know digital stuff but um oh. just a heads up it's just better to blur than to just put like a black yeah. blob right over the person's face right just be careful be careful be mindful of your what you're posting um people have been killed so penny, yeah. yeah if you think about think about all the pictures that you remember from the height of ferguson a lot of those people are dead yeah like yeah the guy who was throwing back the tear gas that famous photo yeah that person mm-hmm. had been murdered so yeah the guy who's in that clip um taking down a confederate flag he like mm-hmm. hops over a barrier and yeah. pulls down the confederate flag uh he was murdered yep so like and these those are just two of many people who have been murdered so please just keep that in mind yes. as you're sharing like this is not a game this is very organized there are clan members in the police department yes. even though it's racist whether there's clan members there or not they are there the clan is organized they are a terrorist organization whether they have been labeled that in the u.s or not like that's a very real thing so yep. just be mindful of that I have a hashtag this week. What's your hashtag? My hashtag this week, I'm going to pull from what we talked about earlier, and that's hashtag pull up or shut up, yo. Okay? Mm-hmm. Don't be like retweeting and resharing and Black Lives Mattering if you're a non-black person, but you're not doing shit and you're not changing shit, you're not being different. And that goes for people who have claimed to be allies all along we've seen a lot of y'all saying really dumb shit now really anti-black and stupid shit in the name of solidarity just because you're fucking ignorant and haven't been listening to black people until this very moment so pull up or shut up like really really act really make change and see how you're going to dismantle that anti-blackness and that white supremacy within yourself word word my hashtag is black trans lives matter Yep. And don't just be giving money because they've been abused and murdered and shit. Like, if you are really about the collective and you're really about black people, then you are also a black about trans black people. So mm-hmm. pull up or shut up with that, too. That's the right. Fuck. Yeah. The fuck. The fuck. The fuck. <laughs> that, that's a Gem Z. We love that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it? Yep, that is all right, it. We fucking did it. Be sure to follow us on all the social medias. We're on Twitter and Instagram at T with QJ. We are on Facebook and Tumblr, T with Queen and J. We are we have a website, T with Queen and J dot com. And you can send us your T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. You can also send us your black girl 
show and tell ideas. If you want to come through and do that for Juneteenth, you can send those there. That's it. Yeah, I think that's it. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia with editorial support from a black girl named Sam. Tea with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. Ew. People ask, what should I do to show that I am down with you? Well, listen up to what I say. Just open up that closet and add, add, add some kente. Add some kente Wear it with your crew Add some kente It looks like stairs Add some kente Oh, your baby hairs Add some kente Do your tail Add some kente Do your ribs Add some kente To your jeans Add some kente To the marines to your Lambo Add some kente To Rambo Add some kente Even if you hate the black man Add some kente And be the kente club queen Black History Month in June.